You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how you doing today? Not bad, Nick. How are you? Fantastic. It's December. It's Christmas. It's uh, that time of year where we uh, get out the debit cards and uh, do a little bit of spending. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I hear that you've been uh, doing some research and some reading on uh, in the New York Times, and got a topic for us to discuss today. Yeah, I, I thought this was a this was a pretty interesting personal finance topic that the the New York Times back in uh, October ran an article that they called the uh, the true cost of upgrading your iPhone. You know, it, it's just a little interesting take on some of the things that we in this modern world where we pay for everything in monthly increments and there's always something new and shiny out there to grab our attention, we maybe don't think about the true financial impact of some of the things we do. Especially technology, right? There's a lot of, the article is actually pretty nuanced and pretty detailed and we won't go into all the little facets of this, but they basic, the, the basic premise is that, you know, an iPhone is going to cost you about a thousand dollars for a new one. You can, turn them in, turn in an old one, get some discounts, that sort of thing, but figure a thousand dollars. And they compared it to putting that thousand dollars into your IRA or your 401k instead. And they estimated, they used, well, they didn't estimate, they used a financial planning calculator, which we've got plenty of those sitting around that if you, uh, if you were to earn 10%, which that's a whole nother conversation. But if you earn 10% a year on average, which would reflect being 100% in stocks over the long haul uh, for 30 years, that iPhone essentially cost you $17,000 in equivalent um, investments in your 401k or your IRA. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, these are, these are things we all kind of know in the back of our heads, but it's always, especially, well, I, you and I do at least because we do this stuff. But, uh, you know, when you think about that compared to how you know you're standing in line at Verizon doing the math in your head and it doesn't sound so bad you know $30 a month on your monthly phone bill you can live with that right but uh, you know you take that and look at what the opportunity cost from an economic standpoint is and it's a whole different story all of a sudden Today's society and marketing and um, all those powers that be, if you look at the kind of how we pay for things now, it's um, Mm -hmm. not a save up and buy something. It's a buy it now and pay it slowly over time. It's it's psychologically a lot easier to get over that $30 a month than that $1,000 up front or, you know, $17,000 30 years down the road. So it's, it's taking advantage of some of the little behavioral finance things that are programmed into our brain, really. And everywhere we turn nowadays, there's examples of that. And I, I did one for my own life. I maintain a subscription to a TV streaming service, basically so I can watch a couple of football games and a couple of hockey games every, uh, every week. And it's $60 a month. I can afford it. But every year I say to myself, you know, after, after the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'm going to turn this off. And I never do. I never do. And, and so I did. So I took the same uh, financial planning math that the New York Times used for the iPhone. And I used their same assumptions 30 years at 10%. And so that $60 a month for a year, just one year of that service is $720. 
And using those assumptions over 30 years, that would equate to $12,563 in my retirement accounts if I did that with that $60 every month instead. And you know, I love, I love football. I love, love to watch it, love to watch some hockey. Do I love it the, the tune of $12,563 somewhere down the road? That's a different question, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely uh, stops and makes you pause and think about that for sure. Yeah. So um, I also did an example that we just did the math on and um, was a little bit nervous myself. So my example is a little bit, a little bit more complicated in that. Well, not complicated, but justifiable. I'm, I'm justifying my expenses here before I even tell you what they are, Dave. <laughs> so I spend about all told between the subscription and a couple of the other odds and ends about $300 a month um, to my local gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on a yearly basis, that tallies up to 3600 and uh, using our calculator and our, our math that we talked about, about 62817 Yeah. Yeah. So the question becomes, and, and I think the where the next phase of this is going is, is that worth it? Um, yeah. And when I when you look at it from the outset of sixty two thousand dollars, it's a lot of money. I don't know that it's worth it, but right. the where it gets complicated, especially with the gym membership, is <laughs> I know for a fact that I go to the gym and I use it regularly because of this mm-hmm. gym and because of this subscription. And so mm-hmm. I guess of that sixty two thousand, how many health problems do I have to? That's- subtract yeah. from that yeah. to what, um, to figure it out. Or to frame that a starker way, what good is $62,800 good to you? What What's the utility of that 30 years from now if you're not healthy enough or not around to enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, which, right. um, I don't think being able to watch the uh, Big Ten Championship football game this weekend is... Uh, <laughs> is going to have that same effect for me down the road. I, don't know, I guess it depends on who wins. <laughs> right, right. We don't, yeah, you know, that's, there's other podcasts devoted to that topic. So we'll let that go. But um, exactly, you know. Um, and so, you know, yours, yours is, a, is a great segue into really what's phase two of this whole conversation because, you know, there's definite value that you derive from that. You probably drive psychological value stress relief value, and then all the health benefits that go with it. There's, there's really, for people that actually use their gym subscriptions, which, yeah, you know, there's right. plenty that don't, the value should be there. You know, that can be, that can be a pretty easy one to say, yes, this trade-off is worth it. You know, the, yeah, I guess, I mean, you could say that for a lot of things too, and not necessarily, obviously the gym one is easy because we can relate it to, you know, improved health down the road. And Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of a, not a tangible, but everybody can kind of draw those lines where the iPhone's a little bit different, but you know, and at the end of the day, what, what I struggle with is uh, money is an ends to a means, right? And so For some people, having the newest iPhone, they derive a lot of happiness from that um, right. because they're using their phone. And so let's, you know, $17,000 is a lot of money. But in terms of if money is truly to support your happiness and that's what makes you happy, I don't think we are mm-hmm. arguing that you should, shouldn't buy a new iPhone every year if that's what brings you happiness. Yeah. <laughs> 
Are you a small business or a nonprofit that wants to market better? Of course you want to market better. Join heavy-hitting marketing agencies and experts at the Michigan Marketing Outstanding Brands Summit. All the big bosses will be there. 17 presentations on cutting-edge topics like brand dominance, how to make a logo that doesn't suck, figuring out what the heck SEO is, launching your own damn podcast, upcoming annoying changes for social media, creating videos that slay, and so much more. Win big prizes and take advantage of exclusive marketing training. Join the ranks of marketing bosses throughout Michigan and meet me, Amy Zander, the reigning marketing mobstress of Michigan. Mark Friday, May 6th, 2022 on your calendar. It's not too far away to start planning now. Follow Zedia Media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for a chance to win tickets. Visit ZediaMedia.com for more information and to purchase tickets. That's Z-E-E-D-I-A-M-E-D-I-A.com. Your presence will be honored. Your absence will be noted. Is it actually, is it bringing you happiness or is it fear of missing out or is it keeping up with your friends? You know, um, I, I think cars are another, you know, similar oh, yeah. example. You know, some people buy a new car every year, or every other year. And if, you know, I always start with the people asking, you know, about cars and personal finance. And the, the first thing to say about it is there's no good way to buy a car, right? Right. You know, there's no, there's no good financial planning way to buy a car. Some ways are better than others, but you know, this is where I think some of the talking head folks out there, like uh, Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey get it right. You know, you should be driving. If if you think of a car as just a tool to get you to point A to point B, you go out and you get the cheapest one you can, you drive it for as long as you can, and you don't care what the neighbors think and you don't care what your peers think. And you're not all caught up in all the gadgets, but you know, there's other, that would not work for me. Not because I love all the gadgetry and stuff. It's because I drive too much and I'm not a motorhead and I need to know my car is going to be reliable to a point where the cheapest car I can buy isn't going to work mentally for me. I would be a basket case. Well, and and I've said this before on the podcast too, but you know, when it comes to, you know, you can say that for anything, right? A house, a house Mm -hmm. is a use asset. So You know, in reality, if we're just looking at the numbers and what's going to give you the greatest "quote unquote" financial <laughs> success, we should all be living in um, cardboard boxes with uh, saving as much money as we can, investing right. as much money as right. we can, and that's right. not the reality. So there's something to be said for not something to be said for balance, but also understanding. And, and part of the the financial process that we use is figuring out what's most important to you, what you really need right. to get out of life to live a fulfilling life. And if yeah. you prioritize your decisions that way, maybe the iPhone isn't at the top of your list and maybe it's at the top of somebody else's list. But when you mm-hmm. prioritize those and you figure out where it is and where you're spending your money, then you can make a decision right. of maybe I don't use this, I buy this iPhone every year. Maybe it's every four years. And that allows me to do X, Y, and Z, which is more important. The two big related concepts, I think, are balance and being deliberate. And right. So, right, you know, when we've talked about before, the, they quite frequently, the, uh, I, I've got way more long-term clients where we've had health issues and longevity issues that prevented them from spending their money the way they wanted to. 
that I've had people really had to worry about running out of money in retirement. And so to me, the message there is balance, you know, be, be prudent about, about your future and spend accordingly now, but don't, don't go without just for the sake of, you know, that, that $62,000 in retirement. But more importantly, and this I think is, you know, circling back to where, how, you, how we pay for things in this modern age, don't forget to look at those subscriptions you've piled up and those things you've added on to your phone bill over the course of the course of a year. Because if you're not using them, if you're not using that gym membership, make it go away. I think that a lot of, you know, with all the technology and with all the online banking, and obviously the reason why virtually everything is a subscription nowadays is for the fact that they know that people are going to sign up and A, not use it, or B, mm-hmm. you know, not cancel it when they're not using it is, is really their main thing. I mean, um, Planet Fitness built a whole business model around that concept. Right, right. We'll keep gym memberships super cheap so people won't cancel and we'll have all these members and only 5% of them, I don't know what their stats are, but they're it's, not yeah. great, will show up other than yeah. you know January every year. Um, and so I think having some discipline around, you know, it's so convenient to sign up for something. It's so convenient to add something onto your cell phone bill. How many people look at their cell phone bills every month? I mean, I look at mine every, maybe twice a year, something along those lines, usually to see how much time my daughter spent on her phone the last (laughs) month. Um, (laughs) it's amazing how many text messages one child can send out in a span of 30 days. Yeah. Different topic. So, but I think, you know, being disciplined in knowing what your budget is, knowing what's going in and out. And then if you're not disciplined in that, make a plan for maybe every three or four months, go through your account, see what's coming out, mm-hmm. what you're using, what you're not using, what you can cancel mm-hmm. um, and, and have a, just a regular, you know, even if you put it on you know, a calendar or a reminder on your thousand dollar iPhone that's costing you $17,000 right. to tell you to look at all these subscriptions and figure out, okay. Are there subscriptions that I'm not using that I can cut back on? Does it make sense? Because a lot of times we add things. I just recently in our business accounts added something that I totally forgot about and we were paying for for you know six months. It just slipped my <laughs> mind that I didn't even remember signing up for it, which is a whole different sure. thing. Um, just but just having those regular check-ins. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, thank, thankfully, Jeff's looking at all that stuff. So, but having those regular check-ins, I think, is super important, and making sure you mm-hmm. schedule those and be intentional about, hey, I signed up for this. Am I using it? Do I need yeah. to continue? Is it on my priority list, or could I be increasing my contributions to my Roth IRA, or mm-hmm. doing something else that's going to give me more value for um, what the money that right, I'm right? And maybe you don't have to take it to the extreme of what's this going to be at. 10% a year for 30 years. But just think about the fact that maybe that maybe that $60 TV streaming subscription doesn't seem like much on a monthly basis. But, uh, you know, if you can do without it, or if you're questioning it, you know, then maybe, maybe do a little mental math in your head and say, you know what, that, that really isn't worth that trade off. Yeah, we should definitely, um, we'll have to put a link in the show notes to the calculator so people can um, throw some numbers in there because sometimes it is helpful to think of it in terms of, yeah, it's only 30 bucks. So, you know, I'll use it here and there. And um, even if you are using it occasionally, if you, you know, sometimes it's helpful to say, okay, it's really not worth $17,000. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so having some of that mental math, I'll never forget. 
somehow my wife and I got roped into a um, sales pitch for a timeshare and the guy was working <laughs> real hard to sell me on how much value I would derive by you know buying this yeah. timeshare and how it was going to go up in value. And I was like, listen, I know how this works. And I, and I gave him my yeah. whole time value of money spiel of how much this was really costing me. And yeah. yeah. Needless to say, we went back and forth for like two hours and I finally got out of there without a timeshare. So, um, <laughs> yeah. That's, it, yeah, it can be helpful in terms of giving yourself the other side of, yes, it's a small amount of money and I can afford it, but let's think about right. the terms. So sometimes that's helpful. If you, It's not something that you really truly are going to derive a lot of pleasure out of or, or joy yeah. out of. There's studies too about if you've got a behavior you want to change, like smoking, doing the math on what a pack of cigarettes a day costs can, uh, can kind of help with things like that too. Or, uh, you know, Starbucks habits, those kind of things. But yeah, it's uh, a one, one quote I pulled out of that article, Nick, the, the Times article was from another advisor who said, you know, personal finance is personal. And I think that sums it up pretty well. So we will definitely uh, have a link to a financial calculator in the show notes. And, and if, as always, if you have questions or another topic that you want to hear about, please uh, email us at info at srbadvisors.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks, Nick. Always a pleasure, Dave. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.